Hello, Eleros. Hello. Sit down. Get comfortable. Let's talk about Zelle. Okay, you've heard about it. You may already be using it. Not sure. I know I am. And not just because they're such a great supporter of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thank you, Zell. But because it's really easy to use and it makes the most sense. Uh, literally, dollars and cents. When anyone sends you money or if you need to get paid back, always ask for Zelle. With Zelle, the money goes straight into your bank account and it works even if the sender banks somewhere different than you in the United States of America. All right. Look, I be going out with the kids, the moms, the dads, the nannies, the grannies, the theos, the theos. We all sometimes hang out. We go to the park. We like to bring pizzas for the kids, granola bars. You know, you got to mix it up healthy, not healthy. And we all split the costs. It's real great when you find like a cluster of friends that it's just a given that someone is going to hit you back. And in this case, the like group of moms that I'll be rolling with, they see me rolling. All the moms and dads, we Zell, we use Zell and we pay each other back with Zell. It's great. It's very convenient. And I know it's going to go through and I know it's going to hit my bank account really, really fast. And the money goes straight into your account, typically in minutes. Seconds. I've seen it go through in seconds. Um, it's really, really fast. So like, you know that you'll be able to like, you know, go back to Trader Joe's or wherever you shop and buy some more of those frozen vegetable nests. They're so good. Everything in the frozen aisle of TJ's is good. All right. You also don't have to download another app because it's probably already in your banking app. So just double check, double check that you have the correct U.S. number, the mobile number and email address. This way, you know, the recipient is the right recipient and your money goes to the right place straight into their bank account or yours. So mi gente, eloeleros, look for Zelle in your banking app today. Come on down by the fire pit. Guys, bring your marshmallows, your graham crackers, and your milk and dark chocolate. White chocolate if you're nasty. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yeah. That's what this is. L-O-L-P. Mm-hmm. And who are you speaking? Who is the one speaking right now? Oh, me, Mademoiselle. What's up? It's your girl, Rachel Laloca. Hi. Right. What up, Jay Ferns? What up, Jay? Hi, Jamie. What's good? What's Frank good? Nibs from the from the Heights. You know how we hey, do, baby. Frank you know. Nibs over there. You know, look look at you. You know, if you look up at a scaffolding, you know, I might be there, right? I'm there, I was man. Just I'm there. Say, live from the scaffold. It's Frank Nibs. <laughs> if you got a beach chair and a scaffolding, I'm there. I'll I'll, I'll see you. We'll, we'll have drinks. <laughs> hey guys, we got to make the best of everything around us. You know what I mean? I, I you actually because I had doubts. I've only seen it from afar, but you sent me a video of how it looks like going and out. And you were highly impressed, right? I, told I was. You. It does look like 
I mean, I there's a rug fear for down, my... for Christ's sake. There's a rug on it. Of course, yeah. it's impressive. I it's thought beautiful. I would fear for my life, you know what I mean? Like, if I went on there. But it actually looks pretty sturdy, comfortable, nice view. I can't wait to have you, Jamie. I can't wait and to have you. And you said that construction is for, like, what, like, three years? So for three years. The fact that it's also, like, temporary and you really have to, like, we gotta take advantage appreciate it. it. So the oh. city doesn't care. The city, the people who put that up, they don't care what you do to the sky. I got a hookup with the super, man, and the landlord. Yeah. Frank Spursy always got the hookups, man. You know, my landlord came to my house. He's like, wow, you've made this very look very nice. I'm very impressed. There's so much you could do. You can op open up a business and start selling stuff off the scaffold. Well, yo, Halloween is coming, so uh, that's my spot. I think I'm going to hit people with eggs this year with oh, Halloween from up on the scaffolding, like eggs. the old school oh days. Christ. So, Jamie, Rachel, don't walk by my block. How you know. are you still doing that? Why? I Why? mean, it's coming back. I, I, I think it's coming back. Last year, I saw some eggs on the floor. You know what makes me sad? When I walk down the street the day after Halloween and I see them Trader Joe's brown organic eggs, I'm like, Damn, this, those are expensive, this, you know man. What I'm I wouldn't throw those. This, those this are organic. Those, that's a lot of money right there. Use nah, his yeah. mother's eggs. Come on. Stop it. Wow. Stop it with the eggs. We don't need an egg shortage, Frank. No, we do <laughs> Upper East Side trick-or-treating. Um, oh, that, yeah. I would recommend that. That's the yeah, best thing. They, yeah. That's the good candy there. Right. You get, some, like, you get like some Godivas, you know. You get the Gold good stuff Diva, there. exactly. We don't want that like <laughs> Halloween candy from 1989 that they're giving out Dang. in the heights. You know, the Brock's. We don't need none of them. We don't need those caramels that'll take out a filling. I need, a, I need a You get like Toblerones and shit. They don't even fit in the in the in the bag in the candy bag. Like, it's like... Did you just get this from Duty Free? How did you? Did you just land from France? How are you giving my kid a Toblerone? In the hood, they used to give you an apple with a razor inside. Like, come on, man. Like, don't they do that in prison too? That's terrible. Nah, they do. It. They used to do it in the hood too, man. Like, sometimes you used to get an apple and you would crack it, and they used to have. They used to like put razors in there. First of all, oh that's the kids. God. That's the kids' fault. I ain't even no apple that somebody gave me. That, I throw that true. away. Yeah, I'm looking right. for the good shit. I ain't looking for no fruit. Why? If this ain't candy coated, why are you giving me an apple? It's Halloween. This you know, you got no vegan sense. people, healthy. You know, they don't want to give out, you know, candy to kids, vegan and they will kids. give you an apple. If there's vegan kids, I'm like, just leave. Right. <laughs> this this isn't for you. This holiday isn't for you. Might you have some celery? <laughs> yeah, do you have any gluten-free candy? Trick or treat, give I'm me like, some rice cakes to eat. <laughs> rice cakes? <laughs> oh, give me man. something healthy to eat. Meanwhile, well, I love 99 Halloween. cent store don't sell healthy shit. No. At That's all. why I got these candies. I know something else I did when we were around eight years old. Well, I know something that I did was I started video gaming. Yeah. I started playing mm. video games and I didn't really consider myself a gamer until we had this guest on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. It was very exciting to have Erin Ashley Simon on the show. She is a culture shifter, y'all. Okay, look her up on Twitter. She's Erin A. Simon. She's talent. She's an entrepreneur. She has a big stake in the gaming industry. I'm like, she's everywhere. Frank just found some new news about our girl Erin in the last couple days, right? What's Erin up to now, She's Frank? She's with the NFL. She got a, she got a deal with the, a gaming deal with the NFL. Let's yeah. go, okay? Girl got game. Let's do it. She got game. Yep. <laughs> so exciting to see an Afro-Latina doing her thing thing in this space. So, guys, why don't we get into this interview with Erin Ashley Simon?
Yo, 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 hello, hello, ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? Well, with a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Mm. Ooh, I like the rhyming scheme there, Rachel. Thank you. Can't take the credit, but shout out to Indeed. But Rachel, you are right, because Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place, all right? It's a one-stop shop to get a J-O-B, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> Way to spell it out. And the great thing about Indeed is that it makes it so easy to start hiring, all right? It takes 10 minutes or less. Wow. I, it takes more for me to, to get a pizza when I order it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you do that a lot. I do that a lot because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I, I need to learn how to cook more. <laughs> but like I said, um, Indeed makes it easy. It takes 10 minutes or less for most SMB employers to post a job. Wow. So this is great. I mean, I just love it. I love when anything's easy, right? Frank, what are your experiences with Indeed? I mean, it sounds like people hate waiting. And since people hate waiting, I got good news. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. So like right away, guys. Talk about not waiting. This is a beautiful thing here, guys. And check it out. Eloeros, start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com slash LOL. That's Indeed.com slash LOL. This offer is good for a limited time. What a gift, Jamie. That is un regalo indeed. Mm -hmm. Guys, go to indeed.com slash LOL now. This is a gift of $75. It's a credit of $75, loco y loca. Dale pa' ya. Go to (laughs) indeed.com slash LOL. They make it so easy for you. Terms and conditions apply. And yo, you need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello. Hey, Aaron. Hi. What up, what up? How are you all? Good. Hola. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy past this heat wave in LA. So, mm. oh, like that? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like it's how, pretty bad. How hot? What's going on out there? It was like 110, but it was like that consistently every single day. And to the point where we got texts from, I guess, the energy companies. And they were like, hey, we need you guys to turn off your electricity or else we're going to have to shut down. What? Like, so, oh, my yeah. God. So we had to like turn everything off for like a couple hours. It was pretty bad. I had to turn my air conditioning off. I was not happy. <laughs> oh, Chill. so sorry to hear that. Dang, 110. OK, yeah. stay hydrated and oh. drink that. Drink that electrolytes. Stuff, okay, get the electrolytes going. You know what I mean? All right. Welcome to the Latinos <laughs> Out Loud podcast. Um, I'm Rachel, Frank, Jamie, Augusto. What up, what up? It's so nice to have you. And we really wanted to have you today because if we're not mistaken, is today National Video Game Day? Yes, yes, it Ooh. is. Okay. We have wow. you on National Video Game Day. That's perfect. It's so wait, should, so wait, should I have gifted someone a video game today, like Christmas? Or <laughs> it's a special day. That's like, an interesting question. What do you do you on know. National Video Game Day if you don't have like a video game queen on the show? You know, what do you do? You know what? I think on like a day like this, it's okay. I think that everyone has 
more than likely played a video game in their life. Even if it's just recognizing like whether they played Pac-Man or Tetris or Super Mario, you know, I think that like, you know, whenever we talk about gaming, it's, it always comes across as like, oh, I gotta be a hardcore gamer. It's like, no, like any, any memorable moment you have with a video game, I think is, is worth celebrating. All right, you've already heard her drop some gems, but let's please officially welcome Erin Ashley Simon, one of the leading Afro-Latinas in gaming and esports today to the Latinos Out Loud podcast one time. Come on! Hey! Gamers unite! Hi, okay. This is so fun. So EAS, I love your logo. I love your branding. I really want to talk about you, okay? We could talk about the actual games for hours. Obviously, you said something behind the Zoom curtain before that I really connected with. I never really considered myself a gamer until five minutes ago. Because although I'm not like... I guess a pro gamer? I don't know what you want to classify those people as. I love video games. I go to an arcade, I'm open with my kids. All of it, the Claw, Pac-Man, anything, Super Mario, all the Terminator stuff that like, you know, you're with the guns and you're like shaking in the cart with. Like, I Street love Fighter. all that. All Ooh. of that, yes, Hadouken, all of it, okay? Um, Frank Frank actually actually used to street fight, literally in the street. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't a game no for quarters, him, that shit was no life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he like kind of looks life. like he looks like Dalsam a little bit, doesn't he? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Dominican Dalsam in the building. Yo, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> Frank's losing his shit. Aaron, okay. Yes. First of all, you're you're doing a lot in this space that I don't really see occupied by very many Afro Latinas. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to sort of give you some flores on that alone for making noise and being a warrior in this space, which is probably not dominated by people that look like you. Tell us a little bit about that, and tell us more about what you're doing in this space. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, so kind of adding a little context to like why I do what I do. Um, you know, I've been a gamer all my life and that's been something that's been very supportive. And I have to give I have to give a shout out to my mom. My mom was always supportive of me when it comes I... to gaming. You know, my mom's Afro-Latina herself. And she always supported me in my career because I, growing up, you, you know, I didn't really see that many people looked like me or even us on, on such big stages. And so... When I had that opportunity, I started as a broadcaster and I started working up to now being one of the most visible and influential broadcasters in the gaming space. And yes. to me, that's an honor because I'm now becoming the representation I wish I had growing up. Like I, I had a beautiful message um, from a young lady who's from Puerto Rico and she messaged me and was like, oh my God, I didn't know you're Puerto Rican too. She's like, oh. Like it was a, like she was so in awe to see someone who looked like her, who represented yes. someone who's just like her. And to me, it, it, it drives everything that I do. And that's why I went from being a broadcaster to now I'm a, a, a gaming organization co-owner. I'm also the chief culture officer at a company called Xset. So I work a lot on our diversity inclusion initiatives. Um, and also like, I'm one of the very few Latinas and just Afro Latinas and, and black people who own a tier one gaming organization. Wow. And wow. Yeah, wow. you know, right I have now. to. Wait. 
Erin, so how does that work? Like, is it yeah. like something where it's like, I want to co-own this. What do I, you know, do I got to fill out some paperwork? What's up? Like, <laughs> how does that go? Or do they, did they, they look to you? Did they, were they like, yo, we got, we need Erin on this, on board with this. Like, how did yeah. that come about? So what happened was, so my friend and colleague, Clinton Sparks, they used to work for another gaming organization that is now like millions of dollars and they wanted to create a gaming org that was truly diverse that, you know, a lot of us executives, we felt that there's various different companies in the gaming space that talked about diversity and inclusion, but they didn't walk that walk really. Mm. And so we were like, hey, we all are very influential, very impactful in what we've done in gaming entertainment. You know, several executives built a really massive gaming organization. Um, our CEO, he founded Karma Loop. Um, Clinton Sparks, and you know, he's won a Mad Awards in music, DJ. Word. Like, we've all influenced culture. And it's like, we don't have to try to push culture when we are culture. Aye. So, you know, we, we they wanted to create a gaming organization that really truly reflected gamers. And so we wanted to create an org that showed, hey, you could be about diversity and inclusion, still be winning and competing in esports, and also doing really dope stuff. Um, and so they brought me over. And when I went over, I said, hey, if you're gonna be about DNI, you're gonna have me come work on this from the from ground zero. I need you to give me equity. Right. And they did not blink an eye. Good. The CEO was like, "Bet we'll give you equity." Wow. Um, wow. And I, you yes. know, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to build something that wasn't my own. And because for too often we're put in those positions where we build something else for someone else and we have no ownership for it. And so I was like, "No, I want to teach the next generation. Aim for ownership. Don't just get that check." get that equity get that stock that's how you get generational wealth and can so, you negotiate can you negotiate for me on my next uh yeah i'm gonna bring erin into the room real quick and she's gonna tell you everything that um that i'm looking for in this in this job um, good for you Aaron, yeah, quick, quick question. Me and Rachel and, and Jamie have told them many times about the metaverse. Is the gaming uh, world and the metaverse kind of intertwining eventually? Video games are the blueprint for metaverse. Because uh, like people always talk about metaverse and Web3, all that stuff. Gaming was doing that well before everyone else was doing. That's true. Like, you know, we had games like World of Warcraft, Sims, you know, mm. even now, Fortnite. Like, Video games have always created an immersive experience that people can like really jump into and mold, you know, stories and lifestyles and people can like live a life that they can't do in real life. So it's like gaming has always been doing that. I just think that gaming's not in the conversation as much when people talk about the metaverse, but that's also because a lot of people in metaverse don't understand gaming. Right. I, honestly, a lot of people don't understand gaming to be fair. Right. From when you started getting into video games at mm -hmm. whatever age, at the youngest age you were at, um, what other kind of ways do you think that gaming has evolved in a way that is like way more important than even like people realize? Funny enough, my stepdad helped to port video games uh, for the Commodore 64 when he was like 18 years old. Holy so my family shit. was in gaming for yeah. a while. Wow. Yeah. DNA. Wow, bro. Yeah. Interesting. So on that tip, what, you know, how has it evolved in a way where it's like, yo, y'all don't really, y'all yeah. don't really know what we're doing out here in the gaming community, right mm. now, you know? Oh man, I, there's a list. I can go on. So <laughs> there's actually an FDA approved video game to treat ADHD. 
Wow. So oh. yeah, they actually, FDA has approved a video game to be used as a form of treatment for those who have ADHD. Amazing. So that kind of, that already like helps with dispelling the fact that like gaming does not help. Like it does. Yeah. Um, also there's scholarships now. I actually have uh, my own scholarship, Erin uh, Ashley Simon Esports Internship Fund at my alma mater, University of Kentucky. Yeah. And it's catered right. towards, uh, yeah, I have a scholarship for students who are uh, financial needs and uh, to help them not only get an education, but also get experience in gaming, get experience in esports. So by the time they graduate, if they would like to continue on, they can, but the goal is for them to be successful. Um, so we look very much this scholarships towards those who are interested in the UK, who come from low income areas, who are, who are of diverse backgrounds, uh, who are Latinos or the Latinas, like it's open for everyone. So there's scholarship opportunities now for that. Um, Amazing. Also, also like there's gamers and there's there's literally kids who are millionaires i have a few friends that literally were used to play video games and they play video games to stay out of trouble because they came from you know rough areas and then they made it into a business and now they created content and now that's their job awesome. and they actually make enough of a living like at a young age they already have houses they have cars off of just the money that they're making from the content they're creating around gaming wow. um and it's just there's just so much more to it i mean look my my career like and what i'm doing like i never thought i could be a broadcaster in gaming but like here i am you know i mean also during the quarantine with covid it was mm. what everyone was pretty much doing to be social yeah. it goes against the whole Oh, it's an anti-social activity. Okay, if that's the case, then why are people buying so many Switches and PS4s and Xboxes and playing with each other? It's actually a very social activity, and I think it's been proven now. So there's just there's so many benefits and good things that come with gaming. I think people are starting to turn a leaf to it. Um, but what I will say is like definitely when it comes to you know Latin America, you know the islands, like we were actually ahead of the times when it came to gaming. There's massive like audience and groups, especially in like Brazil. Dominican Republic is a big space for fighting games. Aye. Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. Wow. Yes. yes, very big in fighting <laughs> games, very big in some other games. So I think the US, we are actually playing catch up right now in terms of like embracing it into our culture a lot more. Mm. Wow. Okay, this is really eye-opening. Wow. Um, I have a question as a mom, okay? Yes. okay. Mom of two boys. Their father is also a gamer. They do a lot of the sports, the esports. You know, I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Uh, we try to control the use of, you know, multiple screens here, like the tablets, the Nintendos. They're rocking my Game Boy from the 90s. You know Damn, what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, yo. They're beating that, you now, Rachel. I, my Game Boy Color is not mine anymore. It's theirs, <laughs> you know? Um, I, but I'm like, take care of my Tetris game. Don't mess up my Tetris game. Okay. Tetris. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, I swear to God, I want to just shout out Tetris real quick. Cause it's because of them. I know how to pack groceries really well in the trunk of the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as a mom that comes in handy. Okay. Back to being a mom. Supermarket Let's... Tetris. Somebody make that. <laughs> Supermarket yes, Tetris. You have to like put the like sodas, the 12 pack, the cans and like strategically like the L shaped Tetris. It thing. should just like, be like super supermarket supplies you're just trying to you're trying to like put them in there i so 
and that's it's like, like finally I got a big I got some Italian bread I needed a long one right here you and know? it's like yeah, dropping from the sky not the eggs the eggs are coming what do I do with the eggs <laughs> okay anyway um, back to like enough with momity let's talk about momming serious for a sec I really try to make an effort to monitor the screen time and mm-hmm. I hear you on that some of that screen time is It's just way more educational than the world thinks. First of all, I'm with you on the debunking of the stigma or the, you know, the thought that video games or anything on multiple screens doesn't have educational value. I'm seeing two kids that are becoming little geniuses and and some of that genius is being taught through these devices. So I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle, but how can I... Or maybe you can share some tips on how I don't enter the danger zone of gaming addiction. You mm. know, how do I, what should I do at this stage of their lives to not set them up for any kind of addiction? Well, I think, so that topic is, is tricky, right? Because I think that like when it comes to uh, gaming addiction, you know, they're still trying to define that because they're saying like, okay, is it gaming addiction or does the person have an addictive Trait, personality you know? right yeah um, yeah because for example right I, i'm a perfect example when i was a kid i played for definitely 10 plus hours a week um right after i was done my homework i was playing video games hours upon hours but i graduated high school with honors whoop. i graduated college with honors whoop, whoop. i was a d1 athlete in the sec at the university whoop, whoop, of kentucky whoop. And I'm a very successful broadcaster. Yeah. Someone, someone can view that and be like, okay, she's playing 20 hours of video games. Oh, she needs a life. I very much have a life and I've been very successful. So it's like, what is too much, right? Mm. Like, and each kid may be different. There's some kids that, yeah, they may need more monitoring, right? Because they, they're not good with time management. They're not like, I feel like there's other skill sets that is definitely important for, for kids to have. Like sports really taught me management discipline all these different qualities and traits that made it so that even though i played all those hours i still did what i had to do Mm. you know and that's why my mom never complained because she was like why am i going to tell you to stop playing video games when you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing you're getting straight a's you're going out and socializing like and every kid's different i just had i just you know because of sports and just my upbringing like i've always just been very on point i was no i was not a trouble kid at all i did what i was supposed to do uh my brother on the other hand uh, he needed a little bit of more Mm. management right but uh but i i I like ultimately i say like you know anyone can say like five plus hours is a gaming addiction but like i think from a medical standpoint they haven't really determined how often do you have to play in order for it to be addiction because someone could have said i'm addicted to it but i'm not i could easily walk away from a video game and I'm and I'm not like addicted to it now, but I'll play like I'll literally go on a Saturday and literally play the whole day with friends. And then I'll wow. go out like at 8 p.m. and go out and hang out with other friends. Like, you know, so I think it really depends. I think before we really get into like, you know, saying who has a gaming addiction, not I think science needs to do a little bit more in terms of determining how many hours makes it an addiction. And that, you know, just because someone may play a lot, I don't think that makes them addictive because once again it's a social activity this is also like how i hang with my friends like literally after this podcast um my friend just hit me up and said hey you want to play Fortnite with sarah and i and this is me being social playing with <laughs> my friends spending time with my friends you know yeah. so 
it, it really it really depends but i do think it's an important conversation because there are i do think that there are kids there are people who play video games and <clears throat> you know may not be able to manage some some aspects of their lives in some shape or form but um i always say like is it the video game or is it something else that's contributing to that so i think that the more we have a conversation and really just start with the educational process really get people understanding like gaming different habits different things i think we can figure it out um because i always say too much of anything can be bad too That's much of true. chocolate is bad you it's know so like true. Yeah, yeah. so so true wow well we gotta wrap this interview we've been talking for a while you're man, such a like man. wealth of Ooh. knowledge oh, I, I guess um if no one else has another question anybody else? i have one more before because yeah, i, I know it. you're wrapping you're gonna have a wrap-up question you know the wrap-up question go ahead jamie but mm. this is just a fun question as far Aaron, yeah. what is your favorite video game of all time? Yes. And I've That's... seen you. I was doing research on you. I saw you yeah. put up. You had some lists. You had like a list of four that you liked and this and that. But I want a definitive one that is like I'm on a desert island. Ooh. And I got I got one system with me. Only for you only have one cartridge. Wait, only are, one are, cartridge. You sure? are you sure you have electricity on this island? Only one, <laughs> one game. Only one game. Gosh, this is such a hard question. Um, wow, this is hard. It's, it's hard because I have favorite games for different reasons. Um, no, I could see that. I, could, I know that you would have like... Yeah, you're going down yeah. with this game. You're going, going down with genres and yes. like days. How I feel on the mm. weekend is how it's different from the beginning of the week. But I just exactly. pick one right now out of your hat. Uh, out um, of the hat that you're like, all right, it has, this would definitely be... Okay. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll pick this. One of my favorite games of all time. Okay, and I'm going to pick this one because... It was the one of the earliest games I got on the first console I was able to have for myself and didn't share with my brother was the PlayStation One DualShock. Ooh, I yeah. So okay. my favorite game is Metal Gear Solid. Yes, um, yes. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie loves that game. Holy <laughs> shit! Metal, Metal <laughs> Gear Solid <laughs> is hands down one of my favorite games because it was just so much fun. It was so different from anything I've played. I have fond memories playing with my brother, trying to sneak around enemies and like all that stuff. Stealth. And it really redefined the stealth genre. It 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 yeah. paved the way for future stealth games. So I think that it's that is probably my my top game, my number one game. I love that game too because before that, like I was used to games where you just go in guns blazing, right? Like yeah. it was just like, yo, where's the, where's the, where, I, I gotta kill, you know, I gotta, I gotta rescue something, and I gotta, so let me shoot down the bad guys. But in in Metal Gear Solid, you gotta sneak around and be like, I yeah. don't want anyone to hear me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like it was one of the first video games for me that was like, I feel like my brain is actually is thinking outside the box as opposed to just kind of like, you know. Button smash, button smash. So I love that answer because well, maybe you guys could have a little game though one of these days, you know, play uh... a Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> we we just be sneaking it. around, sneaking around buildings and stuff, and like I love it. You know, don't make noise! Don't make noise! That is uh, so okay. Great. So Rachel now is gonna ask you like the the, the final question, right? Mm. You know, don't hype it up too much. But no, yeah. I I think well. So, we always have these like key closing questions. Um, I think you're fascinating mm. and you. you're like truly a wealth of information. So I asked this question and I'd love for you to take all that information that you know and like connect it with your heart and yeah. 
you know, the, the road that you're paving for yourself. I know there are future errands listening to the podcast right now, or maybe there are people like Aaron Ashley Simon who have developed something, a career, a life, a lifestyle out of a niche, out of something that was their passion, desde chiquita, from your childhood. So maybe it's not gaming for that person, yeah. um, but it's something else. So I would love for you to offer some words of advice to those future errands, those people that have a passion and yeah. they are, they're maybe not sure if they can make a lifestyle and living out of it. Yeah, I think the best advice that I could give to anyone you know, for that is like, be yourself unapologetically and live in your truth. Like never once, I think for me, when I, when I went through this journey um, in my career and I was very passionate, I never allowed anyone to, you know, basically tell me to be something that I'm not. I, I owned who I was like, even now, like sometimes people, when they, you know, when I'm being interviewed, they'll just be like, oh, you're a Latino. Oh, you're, you're black. And I'm like, no, I'm an Afro Latina. I'm going to own yes. both sides of myself because this is who I am. And I'm proud. I'm proud to be Hispanic and I'm proud to be black. Like, and, and, yeah. so like, I'm like, for me, it's like, I, I want people to be proud of who they are and be themselves because it's going to make the journey so much better. If you're able to live in your truth and be yourself, you're going to be happier. Because this, you know, if you're going to work in entertainment, if you're working anything, if you're trying to chase your dreams, you're going to come across a lot of rejection. You're going to come across a lot of no's. You're going to come across a lot of people trying to put you into a box. But if you are grounded in who you are and love yourself and completely live your life and be who you are, that is your God-given gift, is you. There's no one else in this world who is like you. And wow. that automatically gives you a uniqueness. Own it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I'm, I'm never gonna allow anyone to, to, to not let myself celebrate my, my Puerto Rican roots or you know me being a black person like I, for me, that is what makes me special. I think that these are two communities that have such beautiful cultures beautiful individuals and honestly have been changing gaming and entertainment for the longest i like for example a lot of people don't know the the founder of mortal kombat he's hispanic wow so we've been around erin a lot of people don't know this either but your boy jamie was in a video game i'm gonna put him on blast right now hey. he was the voice tell him tell him yo i i was the i was in one of the grand theft autos i was uh i the Which best one? friend, um, <laughs> the 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 ballad of Gay Tony. So I was I was the, one of the best friends of of of. Uh, I was Armando. I was one of the best friends. I was the guy you bought the guns from, and then also. <laughs> so every time it was like, "Yo, you want a gun? I got you, Papa. Let's go." And then and then we would ride around and we would do adventures and we had like the mocap and everything and so uh and i said i was cursing a lot somebody made Jamie like a was whole... thugging, bro somebody it. made a 30 minute somebody once made a 30 minute thing on youtube of all the things that i said in the game and it was the worst i would get so canceled now because that game came out like a 2000 where can i find that please I Yo, but that can... oh my god i gotta find this <laughs> I have it. Frank, I have it. But it. I can still play it on my on the on the PS4. But uh, 
Wow. Well, yo, I, thank you so much. Erin, could you please tell everyone, well, two things I think we need to tell everybody. One, where to follow you on social, and two, where can they learn more about that internship? I think it might have closed, right? August 22nd was the application deadline for this year, but can they learn more and tell them if they can where? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on all social media platforms at Aaron A. Simon. That's E-R-I-N as in Nancy, the letter A, S-I-M as in mother, O-N as in Nancy, like Simon says. And then to learn more about the scholarship, uh, you can go to University of Kentucky. If you look up the Aaron Ashley Simon Esports Internship Fund, you'll find information on it. You'll find the criteria that is needed to apply. Um, and even though it closes, don't worry, there's going to be another recipient. So you will have another opportunity to apply. But I would Love. just highly just encourage uh, if you do even look up the internship look up the um just the esports program at uk like it's a very solid program it's growing it's building my alma mater is investing into supporting um students within the gaming space um, and using wow. it for educational and career purposes so even still go check out the program as a whole Aaron, after this interview i can tell you uh i can tell you straight up that you are winning at the game of life Okay. And changing it at the same yes. time. Thank you for yeah. doing what you're doing and also making All so right. much noise because we need you. Thank you. Palante, palante, como un elefante. Thank you. Thank you yes. for coming on the show. Please come back. We want to hear from you again and we're going to keep supporting you. One more time for Erin Ashley Simon. <laughs> so fun. Wow. <laughs> okay, guys. Wow. This young lady is a gem. Mm -hmm. She's doing her thing. Holy She's doing moly. Her thing. What was the things coming for her? What was your favorite video games growing up? Because we asked her. I'm gonna tell you guys something. I broke Pac-Man one time. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Pac -Man. The, you know the Pac yes, I broke the program. I you know the, like my girl my 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 ex-girl got me the little Pac-Man that you connect to your TV. Oh and, and you I played it for it? so many hours that I actually broke it, meaning that I actually cracked it. I couldn't be caught by the Pac-Man. Wait, wait, but were you like were you advancing to other levels? Like how many? Yes, how I got many to levels? The top I level. feel like I always die like after like three or four levels. But no, you... I used to play it every day for like six, seven hours. Damn, and I actually beat it to the point that the ghost couldn't catch me. I know I knew the pattern. I, I can't even explain now. My eye caught the pattern, <laughs> and I couldn't. They couldn't catch me. So I, the ghost would be following me for like hours and hours, and I could keep on doing that. Wow. Yo, so that was like my game. Jamie, what was your favorite game? Oh, man. I used to like, um, I mean, I play a lot of sports games, but that's boring to say. So um, GoldenEye, remember GoldenEye? No. It was uh, the James Bond game. Oh. Yes, it was yes, N64, yes. I never played it, but I remember. It was N64, um, which I didn't own. I was a Genesis guy, but I used to go to my cousin's house and people would play GoldenEye. It was one of the first, like, first-person shooter games where, you know, you're not... You know, first person is just you just see right. like the person shooting, but like the you know the arms and the hands, but you don't see their their whole body. And so it was people would like four of us would play, and this was like before you used to 
play with people online, so you had to go to someone's house to play this. Right, and it would be right. four people on the couch and four little boxes <laughs> on the screen, and we were all trying to shoot each other and kill each other. And it was the best. I'm going to piggyback over that. Like, I think, you know, per system, I had a different favorite. Like, on Atari, it was Frogger. That was my joint. Oh, you know, jumping Frogger, from log wow. to log as a frog. Yeah, log to log. Classic, yep. classic. And then I want to say on Nintendo, I used to have to go to my friend Maria's house because she had the power pad. Remember the thing that you used to run and then jump oh, wow. and do the like Olympic mm-hmm. activities? So I yeah. used to love doing the like like triathlon and like jump on the power pad. Um, and then believe it or not, on Super Nintendo, my favorite game was Street Fighter 2. I would always play Street Damn, Fighter really? 2 oh, really? on Super Nintendo. Yeah, because all the tricks, you know, the secret yeah, kicks. Yeah. Beating people down, Yeah, huh? yo, I used to, like, make it to the last round. You know what I'm saying? I used to... No, Street Fighter 2. Back, I mean, I remember there was the arcade, the actual arcade game in front of the bodegas back in the day. They don't have that anymore, but... No. I liked it. People were you actually. Play those, you play those games in bodegas, uh, uh, Jamie. In Yo, bodegas, the bodega, bodega, yeah, downstairs from me, used to have a Street Fighter game in front of it, and... uh you How know. many quarters you went through there? A lot of quarters, huh? A lot of quarters. And and then, you know, of course, there were actual real street fights um, <laughs> around there, too. <laughs> there was Street Fighter 2. It usually escalated and became a real street fight. Oh, also, one one more, um, just because I love that. I forgot. NBA Jam was the shit. Oh, back in the day. yeah. A lot of, a lot of, man, guys, a lot of uh, guys played NBA Jam. My, bo- my boys didn't stop playing that. Yeah, oh, man. That's definitely an honorable mention for me. I love NBA Jam. Mm. Um, and what about yeah, the Marios? So. All the Marios. Super Mario. Oh, of course. Come on. ColecoVision. Early Mario. The first Mario. Donkey I never Kong, got into the, Kong, yo. when they started racing and shit. That's when I stopped talking Oh, the Mario Karts and stuff. Once that started, yeah. it was like Mario jumped a shark. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, was too much. Uh, too much. I don't want to be too much. Yoshi's got a Mario. car. Princess Peach yeah. has a car. Bowser's driving. Come on. What is this? Yeah, come on, now, stop it. Now it's just getting to be. A minute ago, I'm throwing fire at Bowser. Now I'm driving next to him. This is ridiculous. In the beginning, it was just like two plumbers <laughs> trying to find a princess. You don't need any backstory. <laughs> right. But then Who's being held hostage by a turtle with spikes on his back. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all I need sense. to know. I don't need... And Zelda. I used to play Holy Zelda smokes. on Nintendo a lot. It would give me a headache, but it was like this sick obsession that I had. Like The Legend of Zelda. Mm. That was a tough yeah, one. That was epic. That was epic. Well, so yeah, this was interesting. Wow. You know, look at us. We're ta- we went back, but, man. Uh, Holy we smokes. can really talk gaming because mm-hmm. it's still very much in our culture. My children, you know, and it was interesting talking to Erin about that. Like, you know, my kids are getting into it, and I just want to go about it the right way. You know, without too much mm. of an obsession. Um, Allowing them to have fun. You know, I know it's fun and they love it. And, you know, Donovan is super into the NBA. He's like, Mom, can we please get NBA 2K29? I'm like, it's 2022. How did that one come out already? I don't understand. They're coming out a little too fast. 2K23, 2K22, all the NBA 2Ks. Let's relax. Okay, guys, what a great episode, right? Just full of games and gamers. Should we do a quick que lo que? Let's do it. All right. All right, guys, it's Kaloke. 
QLQ. What do you do? You listen right. to us. All right, here we go. Who's going to go first? Uh, shout out always to Yero.com, news and lifestyle uh-huh. platform for Latino men. Yes. Um, just go to their site. They always have the like really great stories, interesting stories about anything and everything. So go to Yero.com. If you want to follow me, Jay Ferns, Instagram, Jay underscore Ferns, uh, Twitter. Okay, who's next? Frank? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, Calixto Chinchilla for, uh, you know, doing it again with the film festival. He ended it at uh, Dykeman with the Afro Dominicano. You guys, uh, you guys are very familiar with them uh, when you emceed for them. Uh, it was great. It looked like a great party. I didn't attend, but um, I'm happy for Calixto and uh, Led Black. You know, they, they, they pushed it and I was there it looked the very successful. Party. So shout it out to successful. them. Many blessings. They had some fun activations. Shout out to RD Photography. Shout out to Dot Shot It. Shout out to Alfredo, 12th Media. Um, shout out to all the talented yeah. photographers and videographers that were part of the festival this year. That footage was spectacular. And shout out to everybody who put that festival together. I bet you they're still sleeping. I bet you they're still recovering and still hibernating. You know, Hispanic Heritage Month, Latino Heritage Month. Yes, Latino it is, Rachel. Heritage Month. We love the lists. We love the lists. And we're when, when we're featured on this list or the lists, it's just time to celebrate. So the Latinos Out Loud podcast was featured in an article on Pure Wow. You guys know that culture and lifestyle website. They got about a million followers on Instagram. Wow. Check them out, Pure Wow. I want to shout out the journalist that wrote us up. Shout out to Chelsea Candelario, Ooh. an Afro-Latina journalist who's got her ear to the street. And she's uh, telling everybody how they can celebrate Latinx Heritage Month. So she basically wrote that you should check out a Latinx podcast. And shout out to all the other podcasts around us featured in this article. Por la Cultura, which is a pure wow podcast. Latinos USA, shout out to NPR and our friends over at Futuro Media. Spooky Tales, Latinos Out Loud, whoop, whoop, Latina to Latina, and Super Mamas. All great podcasts. Um... And yeah, yo, um, I also want to shout out a Twitter mention that we just got also. Shout out to Podcast Delivery. Follow them at Podcast Delivery. They just put up a nice post for us also, just shouting out the show. We love those organic shout outs. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Nice. Um, you can follow me at Rachel La Loca. Follow the podcast at We Are Latinos Out Loud, Latinos Out Loud underscore on Twitter. Give us a call, 978 Latinos. And on that note, I believe we are out. <laughs> <laughs>